Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. talk to you about uh, when a setback leaves you emotionally empty, when it just like, when you feel like you're just drained. And I know today is Mother's Day. And again, I want to say happy Mother's Day. But many of our moms today are actually feeling like that there's something uh, maybe emotionally that's draining them, especially because our moms are having to become, uh, not only having to work at home, but also having to be uh, uh, school teachers at home as well, and then Sunday school teachers at home as well. And, and it's like overwhelming, and then trying to keep your house together. So moms, I just want you to know that, that we feel your pain, and, and today you are really, really appreciated. We want to say just how appreciated you are, and we love you. So I want you to know that. Now, I want to get into a, a story in the Bible because this, this story in the Bible rela- helps us relate to know what to do and how God responds when we become emotionally empty. I mean, just like had it, just like I'm tired, I can't do anymore, and I'm just done. And so the story is about a guy in the Bible by the name of Elijah. Elijah was actually a, a prophet, and that is a man that God would speak to, and he would get, the man would go and speak to the, the people of God and let them know uh, what God was saying. And so Elijah is his name, and Elijah had had it. He was like, okay, I am done with this. And the reason he was that way is because all the people of God had turned away from God. Because of a king that they had, the kings instituted a a worship of an idol was called Baal, and he even instituted these prophets that would be a Baal, and the people started following that. And the bad thing about that was is that they were starting to sacrifice their children on these altars to Baal. I mean, it was horrifying. And Elijah seen everybody turning to that and seeing all these innocent children being murdered, and he was so upset about it. And finally he said, I've had enough of this. And he said, I want, I, we're going to have a showdown. And so he invited all the people, all those 450 prophets of Baal, all the people of Israel. He said, we're going to meet on a mountain, and we're going to go up there, and we're going to find out whose God is really God. And so they took and they built a big altar. That means they had all this firewood there, and then they took a, an animal, and they put it on that altar. They, that's the way they, God wanted to do animal sacrifices back then, so that's what they did. They put it on the altar, and Elijah said, okay, the God who answers by fire is going to be the God. And everybody agreed that, okay? Everybody, the, if God, whoever answers by fire. So Elijah said, okay, I'm going to let you guys go first. So those 450 prophets of Baal began to pray to this idol, which is an idol is an idol. It's not real. They begin to pray to it and do all this stuff. They begin to do these chants and do these crazy dances and all this kind of stuff and, and, and saying, okay, come down. And, and Elijah began to look at them, and he started even making fun of them. He said, hey, you know, it's been about two or three hours and nothing's happened. Maybe your God had to leave. Maybe he had to take a break. Maybe he had to go to the potty, you know. He even said that. Nothing happened. 
The Bible says they even went as far as cutting themselves, those 450 prophets of Baal, to, to try to present a sacrifice that he would answer by fire. Nothing happened. So Elijah said, I tell you what, boys, we're going to make this interesting. I want you to go get some water. And so they got water. He said, I want you to wet the wood. And so they poured, you know, they wet it one time. He said, that's not enough. He said, do it again. They wet it again. He said, that's not enough. And they poured it on there again. They poured so much water on this wood that there was a trench around that altar that over two foot deep that had filled with water. And then Elijah said, okay, we're going to let the, our God, who is really God, he's going to answer. And sure enough, he prayed. And as he prayed, all of a sudden, God sent fire down from heaven and it lit the wood. And it was so hot that it dried up all the water around that, those trenches as well. And God was glorified. And at that moment, all the people realized how that, how that they, they had been misled and how that they had, their children had died in vain. And they turned on those 400 prophets of Baal, Baal and, they, and they, they got rid of them. They killed all of them to get to, because of all the wrong they had done. And boy, when that happened, it was a great spiritual victory for Elijah and God that God has names been lifted up. And right after that happened, this one lady... One lady, the king's wife, her name was Jezebel. She said, Elijah, I'm going to get you. And I'm gonna, we're going to have you killed. And it just freaked Elijah out. And the Bible says that Elijah ran and he, he just freaked out. He just had this great spiritual victory. But that one statement from that lady got on his mind so bad. The Bible says he took off and he ran into the desert. And he ran until he couldn't run anymore. And he found one tree right there and he fell down at that tree and he said, God, I'm done. Take my life. I'm done. You see, he'd become emotionally drained. He'd had it. And many of us right now feel that way. We're tired emotionally. I want to challenge you today this. Never make a major decision when you're emotionally drained. Never. We make big mistakes, you know, like all of us have bought things on emotion and some of us have walked out on jobs because of emotional situations. And many of us, you know, have, have made those decisions. And even in our day and time, when people get emotionally drained, the extreme of that could be suicide. Never make a decision when you're emotionally drained. So I want to give you a statement today that when you get emotionally drained and you just feel like you've had it, I want to give you a statement to say that's going to supercharge and help you uh, begin to get yourself back together and God to help you. So here it is. It's coming on your screen. Let's just say it. Everybody, you say it with me. I don't care if you're still lying in your bed right now or if you're on your sofa, wherever you're at. Let's say it together. You ready? Come on. When I feel like I'm losing it, I will remember God's got it. Oh, let's say it again. When I feel like I'm losing it, I will remember God's got it. I will remember that, that God's got it. And he does have it. I want you to know that. I want to give you three responses that God gives during this time. He gives to Elijah and he gives them to you and me as well. So when a, when a setback leaves me emotionally empty, there's three things and I want you to share them. Here they are. The first one is this. The first one is number one is God makes me rest my body. God makes me rest my body. Elijah, the first thing that he did, you know, he, he's been on this emotional roller coaster because the people were, 
where all had turned from God, and then, then they get up on the mountain. God gives a spiritual victory, and, and, and then he's, he's just real, still really tired. And then as soon as that's over, that one person says, I'm going to get you, and it just overwhelms him. And so he runs into the desert, as I shared earlier, and there he is, exhausted. And so he just says, God, I'm done. And the first thing he does, he just begins to go to sleep. Look what the scripture says here. He goes to sleep, and then an angel of the Lord comes. It says this. Then he lay down under the tree and fell asleep. And all at once, an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He looked around, and there by his head was a cake of bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. You know what? I believe that God sent an angel to give Elijah a pickup. A Krispy Kreme. He baked some bread, donuts there. I believe that's what it was. You have to read the Bible creatively. Then he goes on and says this. He ate and drank and then lay down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, Get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. Elijah was experiencing burnout. And the first thing that God did for him was, first of all, let him rest let him eat and let him relax. He just needed some sleep to eat and relax. The greatest thing that you can do when you're just emotionally exhausted is maybe just take a nap. That's the most spiritual thing that you could do is take a nap. The 23rd Psalm, the one of the most famous passages in scripture, it, it, it addresses this issue. Look what it says. Psalm 23 and 2, it says this. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. Notice that. David said, the Lord makes me lie down in order to restore my soul. Listen, you can never be restored spiritually or emotionally if you're physically exhausted. Let me say that again. You will never be restored spiritually or emotionally, when you're physically exhausted, you have to have rest. And I want to challenge you to that. Now, I know that we've been spending a lot of time at home as we were all in this shelter in place, but that doesn't mean that you rest. You know, I read, a, uh, or actually, I heard a story by uh, a lady by the name of Tiffany Starnes. She's a certified counselor, and she's a part of our church, and I interviewed her a couple weeks ago. And she said to me that, you know, she told a story of a woman who had a lot of children, had a small house, and there was no place to be by herself. And so at, at a certain time of the day, she would go sit down in a chair, and she would take her apron, and she would just pull it up over her head. And when she did that, all of her children knew, not, don't mess with mama. This is her time. Don't mess with mother. And so I would tell you that you need to find a place and a time that you can rest. Because right now, some of you are working at home, and, and the bad thing about working at home is, is that you don't really know when to clock out. And, and so I would challenge you, have a place where you do your work at, and then have a place, you know, where you help the kids with their schoolwork at, but find you a place to rest more importantly. Maybe that means you walk out in the yard, you take a time every day that you're just going to walk around the house. You're just going to get outside and walk around or do something. Find you a place to get together by yourself. So I have a next step for you, and it says this. It says, I will disengage at blank time, and I, 
I will, at, uh, I will disengage at blank time and place. Pick a time and a place that you're going to do that every day that you're going to fit. You're going to say, I'm going to have me, at least, if it's only 10 minutes, I'm going to have me 10 minutes time to myself in order that you can replenish your soul, that you can lie down in the green pastures. That's what God wants for you. Okay, let's say our statement again together. Remember, we got to remember this, especially when we get emotionally depleted. Let's say this. You ready? When I feel like I'm losing it, I will remember God's got it. Why don't you say that? Why don't you say that out loud again and say it so loud? If, if you have anybody in the sleep in your house still, they're going to wake up or maybe you're going to wake your neighbors right now. So let's say it because we need to get in the heart. When I feel like I'm losing it, I will remember God's got it. I will remember that. God's got it. Okay. So, again, we're talking about when, when a setback leaves me empty, the second thing that God does is this. God encourages me to release my frustrations. He encourages that. Uh, so, Elijah, again, he's ran out into the desert. The angels come. He's given him something to eat. He's given him something to drink. He's replenished him physically. He's gotten rest. And now he instructs him to go and go into uh, to the mountain of God, Mount Horeb. The mountain of God was a place where God gave Moses the Ten Commandments. So, I mean, like, uh, maybe you've seen the movie Ten Commandments. You know how that Charlton Heston comes out and he has holding those two uh, tablets in his hands. Well, I don't tell you, this, it was a Mount Horeb where that happened. And God gave him to Moses there. And so it was called God's Mountain. And so he's going to God's Mountain. Look what it says. It says, so he got up and ate and drank, strengthened by the food. He traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. That's where he went into a cave and spent the night. And the word of the Lord came to him. What are you doing here, Elijah? You know what God was saying? God was saying, Elijah, get it off your, get it off your chest. What's going on? Tell me what's going on. And then Elijah, you know, started telling him. He started saying, God, you know, all these people have done all this crazy stuff. And, you know, I'm the only prophet left. They're trying to kill me. And he just got it all off his chest. Let me tell you something. There's times that you need to go have one of those talks with God. And you need to just get everything that is on your mind. Just say it out loud. In order, You see, when you say it out loud, you get it out. Say it out loud, God, this is going on, you know, my family. I, I, you know, maybe mom on this Mother's Day, you say, God, I, I'm tired of being a, a, a homeschool teacher. I'm, I'm tired of uh, having to work at home. I'm tired of, you know, I'm tired of having to do Sunday school. I, I'm tired, Lord. I'm just tired. That's the greatest thing you do. You know what? God will listen until you run out of words. You know, when, when people, when you talk to maybe your spouse or you talk to your family members or you talk to your boyfriend or girlfriend, maybe they, they tune you out. God didn't tune you out. He's always tuned into you, and he'll listen until you run out of words. You know, I, if I've said this one time, I've said it probably hundreds of times here at SEC. Revealing your feelings is the beginning of healing. Revealing your feelings is the beginning of healing. I hope that you will do that. That you reveal your feelings to God and that you can be healed. One of my uh, favorite passages in the Bible is found in 1 Peter 5 and 7. And listen to what it says because it's, it's a promise to you. And you need to hear this today. It says this, casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you. 
Now that word, the beginning, is casting. That is a fishing term. So I have something I want to show you. I have a little fishing pole here, and I have a hook on it as well. Let's see if I can get this thing. There we go. Whoop. See, it scares me right now because you may not can see this, but there is an actual hook on the end of this line. Now, I want to tell you that I realize that a fishing pole can become a weapon because I have been fishing. I don't do a lot of fishing now, but when I was younger, my family went fishing. And we would, we, we would go fishing with our cousins. It'd be a big deal. And I can tell you that I've seen more of my cousins get piercings that they didn't ask for with a fish hook. It might have been in their, it may have been in their ear, it may have been their nose, back of their head or whatever. But I've seen a lot, a lot of my cousins get piercings with a fish hook that they didn't ask for. Because, and here's what I want to tell you. This fishing pole, I have it in my hand. There's nothing scary about this bobber right here. There's nothing scary about that. But it's the hook that everybody fears. The fear, the, the hook is the fear. When the hook is near, there's fear. And so that's what everybody dodges. And right now, God would be saying to you, what is it that's like the hook in your life? What is it that's close to you? What anxiety you have? What cares you have that's weighing you down? And you know what he says? The hook is not meant to be around you. It's meant to be cast. And so he says, cast all your cares on him for he cares for you. And so right now, you listen, it's, it's good, pretty good that we're all online right now and not in the auditorium because I'm going to try something since you're not here. I'm going to see if I can cast this. It's been a long time, but I'm going to see if I can cast this. You ready? Here we go. Oh, look, I got the camera guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry about that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Oops, I shouldn't be laughing right now. I think I'm going to get rid of that thing. Good grief. <laughs> now I know why I don't fish anymore. I thought I was in the safety. And wow, uh, couldn't plan that any better. Remember, casting your cares upon him. For he cares for you. And every time that you cast, it's like you're throwing the, the danger part, the fear part away. And that you're, you're, it's not going to be close to you anymore. You're casting it on God. I hope that you'll remember that from now on. I'm certainly sure that our camera person will definitely remember that from now on. All right, we're going to get him some help. Okay, all right. So let's move on. You ready? Let's say our statement again together. Remember, when we get all emotionally empty, we stressed out, we say this. When I feel like I'm losing it, I will remember God's got it. When I feel like I'm losing it, I will remember God's got it. Okay. All right. So the third thing that we see God says is this. God tells me to remember and refocus on him. Remember and refocus on him. Now, Elijah, remember we said he ran out into the desert. The angel come, touched them there. God sent an angel. He gets up and he goes to the mountain of God. And he's, in a, he's like in a cave there. And then all of a sudden, God shows up. And look what God begins to say to Elijah. He says this. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord. For the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountain apart. And shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, listen to this, came a gentle 
whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. What in the world was happening? What was God doing? I mean, here Elijah, I mean, God put on like a, a 4th of July display, like we would see with fireworks. I mean, there was, there was lightning coming around, fire coming from heaven. There was, uh, the earth was quaking, it was shaking. The wind was howling, the worst tornado you could ever imagine. The Bible said it tore the mountains apart. It was amazing. Why was God doing all of that? God was showing Elijah that he had all power. That there was no, he had all power. There was nothing to be afraid of. And again, listen, Elijah was afraid of this one person who said, I'm going to take your life. And God was showing Elijah, I've got all power. I've got the whole world in my hand. I've got all power. So to me, you don't have to be afraid of anybody. And what happens in in your life and in my life is that we get focused on that one thing, that one thought. And we just stay fixated on that one thought. It can be what somebody said to us or a fear that's going through our mind like, What's going to happen with my job when this unemployment runs out? What's going to, you know, what's going to happen to my family? Are they going to be safe? Uh, we can think, oh, no, you know, is this virus going to take us out? All those things can just get on our mind. And that's, if that's all you think about, when your eyes are constantly on that one little thing, that one little bitty thing will become bigger than God. And Elijah was reminding God was reminding Elijah that that one thing that that person said was not bigger than him. But because Elijah focused on that, that's all he thought about. It drove him almost to the end. I want to challenge you and ask you, what's, what's that one thing you're fixated on right now? As long as you stay focused on that, your problem will be bigger than God. But if you will focus on God, your God will always be bigger than your problem. And I want to challenge you today to focus on God. Remember what we said? Let's say it again. Right now would be a great time to say our statement again. Let's say it together. Ready? Come on. When I feel like I'm losing it, I will remember God's got it. When I feel like I'm losing it, I will remember God's got it. Not that one thing, but I will remember that God's got it. He's got this. He's in control. There's a, a, a passage in the Bible written by a guy by the name of Jeremiah, who was a prophet as well. And it's found in Lamentations 3 and 19. And as we read this, you're going to find out what happens when you stay fixated on a problem. But he also, he gives that and then he gives a solution. Look what it says. It says this. Just thinking of my trouble and my lowly wandering makes me miserable. That's all I ever think about and I am depressed. Let me tell you, that's where depression comes in. That's what depletes you emotionally is when you and I begin to think about that one thing, all the troubles I got and all how bad the world is. And and we listen to the media all the time tell us it's getting worse. When you do that, my friend, you will be depleted emotionally and it will take it will take and drain you. But he finds a solution. Listen what the solution is. Here it is for you as well. Then I remember something that fills me with hope. The Lord's kindness never fails. Hallelujah. Did you hear that? 
the Lord's kindness never fails. His eye is on you. He says, if he had not been merciful, we would have been destroyed. Let me tell you something. That is so true. If God has not intervened right now, none of us would be here. But God's intervened. He goes on to say this. The Lord can always be trusted to show mercy each morning. Each morning. Deep in my heart, I say, the Lord is all I need. I can depend on Him. And I want to share that with That is so true. The Lord is all I need. I can depend on Him. God's got this. Listen, we are going to get through what we're going through. This pandemic is temporary. It's not here to stay. I know what all the pundits are saying, but I'm telling you, this is temporary. We will get through this, and we will move forward. And once we get through it, we'll be better than ever before. Because God never wastes a hurt. And I want to tell you something today, my friends. The problem is this. The thing that causes us to emotionally deplete more than anything else is this. Is not trusting God. I want to be transparent with you today. I have fell prey to this. It's amazing how that you can do all the right things and still something missing. I experienced this several years ago in my life. I remember getting so low. I had never experienced depression in my life before. But I found myself just empty. Dry and just like, I didn't, I didn't want to, it's like I didn't want to do anything. I just felt empty and depleted. I went to a counselor and and I was sitting down with him. I said, listen, I don't know what's going on with me. I've never been here before. He said, okay, Jeff, we're just going to talk and we're just going to start digging around until we finally find the root of the problem. And once we find that root, we're going to get it out and then you can move on. I said, okay, great. And after going a couple of sessions, it didn't take long. He said, Jeff, I, I've just, I think we've discovered your problem. I was like, well, please tell me because I, I want to get better. I just felt so overwhelmed and so, so down. He said, Jeff, I think the problem is this. Number one is this, is that you don't trust God. And when he said that, I would, it, it just sort of made me angry. Because I thought I've been checking all the boxes. I've been the past, I was a pastor of this church. I thought, you know, I, I get up every morning, I read my Bible, I pray, I give my tithe, I pray, I do everything I can for God's kingdom. What do you mean I don't trust God? He said, You're doing all those things, but you don't trust God. And he was right. And he said, Because you don't trust God, you're playing God and you're trying to fix all of everyone's problems and you're not that big and I want to tell you something friend that's exactly what I was doing I put everybody's problems on my shoulder and when I could not help them I took it personally even my own family when there was things that they had going on that I felt like I should be able to fix 
and I couldn't. It took it out of me. And what I understood was this, is that day I learned that whenever I try to control something that's out of my control, I'm playing God. And so are you. Moms, I want to tell you on this Mother's Day, every problem that your child has is not because of you. Stop blaming yourself. Stop blaming yourself because that will lead you to a dark place. I want you to know, dads, every problem that your children have is not because of you. Stop blaming yourself. Today, I want to tell you this, is when you take all the responsibility of the world on your shoulders, you can't do anything about this pandemic. You didn't cause it and you can't fix it. Your situation right now with, with this, you didn't cause this and you can't fix it. So right now we need God. We need a Savior. And that's what I want to challenge you. Maybe you've been checking all the boxes. But today the truth of the matter is, is you haven't trust God, trusted God like I found myself in. I want to challenge you to do so today. Make that commitment. Say, God, today I just need you to come in. Forgive me for not trusting you. And then there's others of you today. The truth of the matter is, all you've ever had your whole life is you. Because you've never trusted God to be your Savior. Maybe you've been trusting your banker to be your Savior. Maybe you've been trusting your 401k to be your Savior. Maybe you've been trusting your job to be your Savior. Maybe you've been trusting your parents to be your Savior. Or maybe you've been trusting your boyfriend or girlfriend to be your Savior. And they can't save you. Today, why don't you trust Jesus to be your Savior? He can save you. You say, Pastor Jeff, how do I do that? I'd say you need to just become a Christ follower. And, and I want to lead you in a prayer right now. It says this, if, you, if this is you, you don't even have to say it out loud, but if you mean it in your heart, God will hear you. Just say, dear Lord Jesus, I want to follow you. I need you as my Savior. I can't save myself and everybody else. I just can't do it. And I need you today. I humble myself. I believe you died on a cross for my sins. I believe you rose from the dead. I believe who you say you are. And so today, would you save me today? I want to follow you, Jesus. Friends, if you said that prayer today, I just want you to know right there where you are, right now, the Holy Spirit of God has come in and, and he's doing something on the inside of you that you're gonna, you will see the results in a few days. Things are going to begin to change on the inside. I want to challenge you to do something with me. If you prayed that prayer with me today, I want you to text the words following Christ to this number. 404-913-2654. It's on your screen. Why? Here's why. I've written a book for people just like you because I care about you. I want to help you. I don't want to just be one of those guys that says, okay, now, you just, you know, now you've asked Jesus in, good luck. No, I want to walk with you. And so I have a book that I've written. It's very simple. It's called The Steps, The Next Steps as a Christ Follower. 
I want to send this to you. No strings attached. I just want to give it to you. If you just text there so I can get your information, I want to send this to you, and I want to help you with the next steps so you'll know what to do, and you can grow in this new relationship with Jesus Christ as a Christ follower. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.